You're listening to the One Last Cast podcast, your home for tips, tricks, and stories from the Texas coast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Hua and Meryl Seleski. Welcome to another episode of the One Last Cast podcast. My name is Jonathan, and as always, we have Meryl here as well. How's it going, Meryl? How's it going, guys? Yeah. Uh, Sorry we're a little bit late, but uh, better late than never. And of course, we would not want to miss this episode. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about all things beginner kayaks and, you know, what to look for and all that. Um, Merrill is a great person to talk to because uh, I know he has tons of experience on the water with kayaks and, and fishing. Um, I've been, I've been, uh, you know, worked for FTU for a long time, working in the industry for a little bit. So uh, definitely have, if you have guys have any questions who are live with us, uh, feel free to ask them in the chat. Uh, and of course, if you want to join us live, uh, just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash one last cast podcast. Uh, there you can find when we go live and join us live and ask questions, interact with us, ask questions and do all that stuff. Also, we have great um, giveaways on there. Um, we gave away a knock and tail lures uh, prize package uh, over the weekend. Uh, sometimes we give away rods, reels, uh, a bunch of stuff. So if you want some uh, good gear and all that, uh, feel free to join up in there. Um and of course, like I said, before we uh, kind of get deep into this, um, let's, uh, let's uh, talk about some of our sponsors. Um, we have our uh, Knock and Tail Lures. Uh, they recently just joined us. They are a great lure company. If you go on our Facebook page, uh, there are some, uh, I have a picture of like a six pound flounder I recently caught. Uh, that's, uh, that was on a Knock and Tail Lure, great soft plastic. Um, and uh, you just look on Tail Lures online and you, you can find them and uh, see what's up with that. Also, we have uh, printing. They do our towels and some of our merch for us, the towels and the buffs that we kind of get. Uh, Aaron does great, great work there. And of course, if you're looking for a great kayak fishing page, uh, DSKA, Dirty South Kayaking Anglers, uh, look them up online and you can find some uh, good stuff. So um, I guess before we kind of dive right into... Uh, beginners and kayaks and all that stuff. Uh, Meryl, how about we start with, how did you start with kayaks and fishing? Actually, just start with kayaking. Oh, kayaking. Um, I think it started off with uh, um, me uh, just uh, looking at an area and thinking like, man, if if I had a boat or something to get to that area, and uh, I'd probably do a lot better than it because I was mainly bank fishing. And I was studying patterns out of uh, Clear Lake um, off the bank. And I was like, man, if I was just a little bit further, if I had a, a boat or something to get there. And uh, I think I was working at a company and one of the individuals was like, um, hey, man, you ever uh, fish from a kayak? And I was like, man, I've never even seen a kayak out there. Um, he's like, yeah, man, I got this one that has rod holders in it. And I think this is about 15 years ago, somewhere around there. And that's when I started. uh, He's like, like, man, you could use mine. I don't even use it. It's brand new. You know, you want to try it? I was like, yeah, man, I'll try it. I took it out there and um, I kind of got into the, it was mainly uh, night fishing because I would would work during the day and then uh, put my kids to sleep. And then, uh, you know, then I'd try after that. Um, well, at that time it was just my daughter and, uh, so I gave it a shot and, uh, jumped on the kayak. I remember being unstable at first, being nervous, trying to find my center of gravity, uh, and paddling out to a spot up current, um, and then getting to the spot and just catching a lot of fish. And I was like, man, this, there's something to this. Yeah. And it really opened up my game, um, to fishing yeah so um, actually a very similar story uh and i even tell you where i was at um back in 2011 and 12 uh, i was still in college at the time and i was fishing on the bank at the diversionary canal um right around august um and what i would do is i would just i would, i was carrying a bait bucket with uh with an aerator like a five gallon bucket with shrimp and just walk all the way down the bank and I was fishing that oyster, those oyster beds right off the bank with the, like a popping cork and shrimp. 
Um, and uh, man, that was I, my same method, by the way, too, Jonathan. Popping cork <laughs> and shrimp. No lie, dude. That was yeah. my. That was I would cast cast net some shrimp, mm-hmm. and then use that shrimp, and that shrimp lasted a lot longer than the shrimp that they sell at some of these bait camps yeah. around this area. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would walk. I was walking down and. I, my pattern was around like four o'clock, um, around four o'clock, I would actually across the diversionary canal and there was this lone patch of reeds because it's all, it's all just mud kind of sand bank right there uh, across the diversionary canal. There's actually this one lone patch of like this, of these reeds and around four o'clock every day in the afternoon, uh, these reds would just come up and bust up on them. Like just completely destroy that shore and they just go up and down and you can see shrimp jump out everywhere um and uh yeah so it was it was amazing and i but i obviously i was i was across i couldn't get over there uh so event and i started researching how can i get over there and the one thing that came up was kayaks so um after diving deep into texas kayak fishing the forum uh texas kayak fisherman.com uh, I ended up with my first two kayaks because I bought them as a pair of two tarpon 160s. Um, and my first trip, I got over there. I, I just just paddled across, had my first ever limit of redfish. Uh, <laughs> just because they were just there and using live shrimp under popping cork. And I thought it was easy. You know, that, it's just that All easy. Right. <laughs> All right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a uh, uh, that was man. It's like almost identical to my story because mine was a tarpon one uh, 160 as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was just made limits a lot easier than trying to catch them from a bank. But it was a almost identical story. That's fun. Yeah. But. Um, unfortunately, kayak fishing is not that easy. But um, uh, but I, I think one of the questions, and we're just, we're just going to actually go right into it. Well, one of the things that a lot of we see online, and I know you've seen it, I've seen it. Um, what's the best kayak to get? Um, I have I, my own answer, and I'm sure that you do too. So let, let's start with you. What do you? Well, how do you respond to somebody when they say, "What is the best kayak to get?" It depends on your application on what yes. you're trying to accomplish. Yes. So that I mean, I know everybody's like, "Oh, I know what he's going to say." And, no, I really, I really, I really believe on uh, whatever you're trying to do. There's, there's a kayak there for what you're trying to accomplish. Let me give you an example. Um, I wouldn't take an outback on the Devil's River. You know, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't take uh, any pedal drive system on the uh, the uh, Devil's River because maybe that's your style of kayaking. Mm-hmm. And they do catch bass out there. Shout out to my buddy that caught that big bass not too long ago out there. Um, you know, different strokes for different folks, you know. Uh, so, um, carry on. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jonathan, there. No, no, no. Um, no, I, I totally agree. Um, and I, I know, you know, we, we jokingly say Hobie all the way because, you know, or or Jackson. or We have all of our diehard fans out there for whatever, um, you know, whatever brand that they love. Um, and, of course, like, I am partial to Hobie because I, I think they're a really good fishing platform. However, um it is based upon what you're trying to do, whatever your budget is. Um, and for me, growing up in a, a kind of growing up in in a retail environment, both the high end and the low end, uh, I, you know, I worked at um, not only Academy and Dick Sporting Goods, but also worked at FTU where, you know, FTU sold the higher end fishing kayaks as Jackson uh, Native and, uh, of course, Hobie. Um, you know, you're, you're working with people who have all these different types of budgets. Uh, some of them, they, they want to spend, you know, no more than $500 and some of them they they have the sky's the limit, whatever, whatever they can afford. Uh, but the question I always ask, um, you know, what is your plan for fishing? Um, because most of them, when they came for buy kayaks are always for fishing. So what is your plan to, to, for fishing? Are you going to be fishing flats? Uh, is this going to be like in a pond Are are you, is this just like, you know, I'm going to be fishing once every other month kind of thing, you know? Um, or, or uh, so I also come across uh, where are you going to store these kayaks? Some of the, some of these people, uh, people who came in, they have a, like they have like a camper, uh, so they couldn't put a hobie in there, but you know they can put like a ten foot pelican, um, and they're just traveling around. That's and that's what they can do. So, uh, one of the questions that you have to ask yourself is, what is your plan for fishing? Um, and of course, people are, like I said earlier, they're going to have you should get a Jackson, you should get a, you should get a Hobie, um, or a wilderness. Um, 
you know, if you plan on fishing deep in the marsh, may, uh, maybe you don't need the pedal drive. Um, maybe it's just a paddle kayak to get that get into the shallow area is good enough for you. Um, right. Right. Um, yeah, uh, I would agree with you on that, but I, I, I'm back there in the marsh, so I'm out back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I always pick up my drive, man. And it's like a lot of people get under the notion like, man, I got to drive. I can get in the marsh. I'm like, man, you can pull that drive up, you know, you can pull that, you can pull that drive up and then get in those shallow flats. I mean, me and my buddy Juan, Juan's on here too. We've been way back there inches and on our outbacks and pulling out a drive and paddling. It does make it difficult when I'm in my 360 back there and that wind's pumping in those back marshes and pushes that big kayak around. So that wouldn't be an application for you if you don't have that kind of, that takes a lot of strength, stamina, to deal with that especially in big marsh systems mm-hmm. but um, uh, actually uh, for, i was gonna say uh, for those of you in chat uh just put 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 what your favorite brand is just put your favorite brand in there and we'll yeah, kind yeah. Of, i want to see i want to see what, what what you guys are saying um but uh but actually just speaking kind of on the 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 drive and non-drive um yeah the, the whole the whole thing about pedal and paddling and where I'm going to go into, if you're not familiar with pedal, uh, pedal kayak, there are pedal kayaks out there. Um, technology has advanced past just traditional paddling. Um, <laughs> nowadays, there's a multitude of uh, pedal driven kayaks where you use your feet to, uh, you know, you have a, a, a either a prop drive or a, a fin drive where it, it kicks up water and it propels you forward. Um, and basically every single kayak company has their own uh, a, a pedal drive out there on the market now. Um, but kind of let's let's kind of talk about the pros and cons of each one. So uh, for for a pedal drive, I think it's easy, right? Uh, right. You can go further. Uh, 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 have you been in the uh, the uh, like the Slayers and the mm-hmm. the uh, Jacksons? You've been in those, okay? Yeah, I've been, I've been in I've been in most all of them. Yeah. Okay. So. Good. So have I. Uh, I remember test running that uh, Slayer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was many years ago. Uh, anyways, carry on, man. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess, like, what's the, what's the pros and cons of, of, of the pedal versus the, the paddle? Uh, and let's start with the pedal. So, uh, one thing is obviously the uh, the distance. Um, I feel uh, most of us can kind of our lower body is built better than our upper body because you're using kind of different muscles when you paddle. Therefore, um, you can go further pedaling than paddling, though. Um, I know some people who have really good developed upper bodies, they can go for days paddling. Um, so I kind of just, I think for most people, I think pedaling is, is easier. Um, is there anything else you want to say about, about pedaling? Any other uh, pros that, uh, that you can see with that? Uh, pedaling? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some pedal system that is not a lot of strain. You can adjust the tension on those pedals. Mm-hmm. Where uh, one thing I do recommend is, is for pedaling is try just to relax yourself and don't exor- exert yourself. Don't try to force yourself because then it's wasted energy. You just want to, you'll get there and just take your time and pedal whatever pedal system you want. Try to use it nice and slowly. And mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to get worn out on a trip, you know, that you're trying to accomplish long distances. Uh, so that would be one of the, the things that I would add is the long distance trips. Those long trips uh, definitely uh, are are um, a lot better upwind uh, and upstream is a lot better with my opinion is with a pedal drive mm-hmm. um, versus a paddle kayak. Um, yeah. I know I've been in a lot of trouble with my tarpon 160 going upstream yeah. and upwind and uh, man, a pedal, a pedal kayak made it a big, 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 huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time coming back behind the Tiki uh, coming off the Tiki uh, around the tip of the Tiki Island to come go back to the Jones Bay boat ramp. Mm-hmm. And that wind was not in my favor, nor was the tide. Yeah. But um, yes, long distances would be a, a pro on that one. Yeah. For sure. Uh, another thing too, um, the, the, the ability to fish uh, while keeping yourself in place or, or moving um, right, I think right, is yeah. a huge plus. Um, actually, this past weekend, um, where we were we were targeting flounder at uh, some of these drains uh, that we we were targeting um, with the paddle kayak. I mean, you could I guess you could conceivably stake out right there, but 
uh, the way that I found, so actually it's very, it was very interesting. So we had a, um, outgoing ties, really strong outgoing most of the day. So basically we, we positioned ourselves outside. So the water is pushing us out. So we're, we're pushing up against this drain. Um, but, uh, I was expecting it to be loaded with flounder because the flounder would just sit sit there and let all this food come out and then they would eat. Um, and we kept throwing in the middle of the drain, throwing in the middle of the drain, nothing. And we hit we hit multiple drains and nothing. And I was very perplexed because uh, a couple of weeks ago they were there. Um, it turns out they were there. They were just on the sides. They were on the either side. Uh, they were on the uh, the slack side of how that water was coming out. Um, but basically what I was doing was I was kind of positioning myself back and forth, left and right of this, uh, of that drain. And eventually I got where the angle was just right, where I could get it up into the, the, uh, the drain and it'll push it right out and push it into that slack current water. And once it got there, thump. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So I think being able to kind of consistently position yourself, um, mm-hmm. is a, is a benefit. And of course, um, if you if you're against current, being able to position yourself in a single location because you can pedal and not, you know, if you can't anchor or anything like that, I think that is a big benefit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, there's not to say that paddle kayaks are, are obsolete. Uh, I definitely think that going deep into the marsh whenever you have like inches of water, I think, of course, your your paddle kayaks sh- uh, really shine there. Um I know you said that you take your, your, your kayak back in there, but for me, I, because I, I like my drive. I, and of course I don't really target redfish too much. So I don't go back there that often. Um, I stay out in the open water and the deep water. <laughs> um, but going back there, I have taken it back there and it's much easier with, uh, I went with Jared East, uh, East, uh, one time and, uh, it was, I had my Hobie, um, and I know it was, it would have been much better if I had a tarpon than a, than even the Revo which is one of the better paddling Hobies. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, another, another good, uh, uh pro of the, uh, of a paddle kayak, I, it is cheaper than your, it is going to be cheaper than most of your, uh, your pedal drive kayaks. Uh, yeah. so the, the, the entry point is much lower. Right. Uh, Pat, yeah. There's a, I know there's a guy down South named Glenn Madsen, Madison. Mm-hmm. And man, he loves tearing up those waves and those that skinny. I think it's a, a skinny kayak, and I know a lot of guys. Uh, they like the stealth kayaks. Those uh, those mm-hmm. for those offshore people that like to get in there and 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 the speed too. Uh, there's a lot of speed. Some of those are speed demons, and they're out there. Uh, you know, they like it for exercise. I, I think Glenn does it for exercise. Mm-hmm. But you'll see him if you guys don't. You know, he's not in a pedal drive; he's in a paddle kayak, and he he gets good exercise out of it. So it's definitely a good good exercise, uh, and that's an advantage a paddle kayak would have over, I think, uh, in pedal. And um, I mean, there's other ones too, but that's one of the main ones is a good exercise. I remember being in shape <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I would be not eating tacos with a beer belly sitting on my yeah. pedal drive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, whenever but, uh, you're in shape, were there dinosaurs roaming around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of benefits that a, a paddle has. And it really depends on your application, uh, what mm-hmm. you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, and I, I mentioned it earlier, but one of the differences between the two is that you're, and you kind of mentioned it as well, you're working on these two different muscle groups. So uh, obviously when you're paddling, you're not only using your, you're actually supposed to be using your chest. It's your chest and a little bit of your arms. Um, you're not supposed to be really using your entire arm strength to do it. It's, it's a whole upper body kind of thing. Um, and also your core as well. Uh, kind of sitting, uh, making sure that kind of all your energy is being pushed into the left and right of the kayak. Um, whereas you're, if you have a pedal kayak, uh, you're not only you're also still engaging your core, but a lot of it has to do with kind of your glutes and your your lower legs, uh, and and to uh, you know, kind of getting that uh, the propulsion going. So uh, that's something to take in consideration. Um, I know a lot of people uh, whenever who who get into it. Um, they sometimes they have uh, they have wrist issues or they have a shoulder issue where, you know, all they really want to do is they, they want to use that energy just to cast um, and not expend all their energy paddling. So if that's the case, a pedal drive, a pedal drive kayak is, uh, is is something you want to get. But um, again, just 
think about the application you want to use it for, and then you can find uh, find the kayak for you. And that speaking that brings us to another thing. Um, Meryl, if you if you're if somebody was looking at, at getting into kayaking, um, how would you figure out what's the best one for you? Um, that's a good question. Uh, for for me, for if if somebody yeah, if some, somebody comes up to me, you, and, yeah, um, I'm gonna ask them. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna ask them first. Uh, what are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals for kayaking? Mm -hmm. um, if they're just fishing their own private lake, I mean, it's totally different than hey, I'm into tournament fishing. Those are two different kayaks for me. Or um, man, I, I like to get a lot of exercise and uh, work up. You know, you know build up my upper body and, and stay in shape and get a good exercise out of it, I totally will point them in a different direction. Um, and then the other two situations, um, I'm pissed, I'm, you know, I'm bass fishing, private, you know, bass fishing in, uh, you know, private lakes, totally different than those other situations. I would mm -hmm. put them in a totally different kayak. Um, I'm fishing big waters, uh, you know, offshores all the time that one would be a totally different kayak than all those other four situations um i want to do all four of those things eh, you know so I, get a, get a boat. A, <laughs> <laughs> man i you know i had a boat right i had a boat for yeah, maybe yeah, you, you several years and then i just that sucker was not getting used at all i mean once i got in a kayak i just it's like why man things are great in the kayak I, yeah. I, I really love kayak fishing yeah. i actually just got off the water not too long ago um we went last night and uh buddy caught a nice big trout nice but, uh, but and, yeah and actually uh, uh speaking of boat um i actually think uh, and this is this is me personally and i don't speak for everybody but i have found that I mean, I think eventually I, you know, whenever I'm more financially secure in my life, um, of course, that's never going to happen because I have a kid now. But uh, <laughs> um, and I, I, I don't ever expect for me to own a boat, like a skiff or anything like that. But I think that I would never want to, mainly because I think just the kayak is just so versatile because one, it's easy to transport. I don't have to hook it up and do anything. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't get to I don't have the chance to ever become a, uh, a Memorial Day meme of me trying to back up a trailer into the water. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Um, and, um, you know, I can I can you can launch practically anywhere, you know, um, with a kayak, just find some water and oh, it looks good. Let's let's hop in and go there. Whereas with the boat, you have to find a, a you know, an established boat ramp. There's, um, or at least for the state of Texas, there's no insurance associated with it, with, mm -hmm. with the kayak. Uh, I don't have to, I don't have to get a title for anything. Of course, now if you put a motor on your kayak, then it becomes a boat. But, um, you know, I, I feel like there's just so many, so many benefits to having kayak. Oh, also, I think it makes you a better fisherman. Um, mainly oh, without because, a doubt, without a doubt. You, yeah. Mainly because you gotta, you gotta do a lot more homework. I mean, yeah. this is, you gotta, cause you you, you don't have the luxury from running, running from spot A to B to yeah. C, you know, it's like, Hey, look, it's going to take me about an hour or two to get there or maybe an hour. And, uh, you know, it's going to take time and you're, you're kind of like time committed. Uh, you know, I, I've been on tournament day where I ran to like three different spots before, yeah. but, uh, it was, uh, time was, it was very tight then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like you said, I think that wherever you launch and wherever you fish, even though your range is expanded, um, uh, you know, from the bank, you can only fish that bank. And then you start to wade and you can only walk, go as far as that you can walk. And then with a kayak, you can go further than that and cover even more water. But once you really get into that, you know, what your range is, you're going to have to learn that area very, very well. And it's it kind of forces you to learn it very well. Uh, much like if you keep fishing the, that same bank the whole entire time, you're going to learn that bank very well. Um, and you're going to figure out, oh, the fish are right up against these rocks at these certain time of year. They're further out. Uh, and it's the same thing when you're in a kayak, but now you have an expanded a more manageable range. Whereas, like you said, with the, with the boat, let's just, uh, it's not happening here. I'm just, let's just yeah. go, go 20 miles this way and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Either they're there. Oh, yeah. they're not there either. Let me, let's go. 
let's go another 20 miles and it's uh before you know it oh there's a hundred dollars of gas right there just gone. yeah man. <laughs> yeah but you go east to west bay and no no problem for the oh, boat yeah. jump on the icy dub but uh yeah definitely yeah um so another thing that i i've uh, i've come across actually working in in kayak shops um and uh, seeing online is the the conversation of stability and speed um and i uh, you you sport the outback right you have the outback hobie outback i have the outback 360 and i also have a compass okay um and um yeah so i have those three and I had a manta ray. I noticed somebody put that out there. But I had a manta ray for many years. I think I had a manta ray since 2012. Uh, and I had that one. I recently let that one go just because uh, I felt like somebody else could enjoy that that kayak. That was a, that was a kayak that uh, I didn't use as much, but I did enjoy being in it uh, just because of the uh, functionality of a, of a manta ray. Yeah. It, was, it had a lot of function to it. So for me, I, I personally run a, uh, the Revo uh, 13. Um, it's like 29 inches across, I think, maybe 28 and a half. Um, and uh, for me, I, I guess uh, one of the things that you ha- well, you have to understand whenever you're looking at kayaks, um, you sacrifice, if you want stability, that's fine. If that's what you want in a kayak, you, you know, you're not... Uh, you're you're not you don't balance very well or you want to stand up um whenever you have a a stable kayak you're sacrificing um speed and stability versus stability i should um you generally can't have both uh if you have both you have a boat probably um uh so for mine like i said like 29 and a half maybe 30 inches for the revo um i generally i i can stand up in that kayak but i wouldn't recommend it for everybody because you know, it's not the most stable platform, but with the newer Outback or the Pro Angler, I tell people, you know, those things are like 32, 34 inches across and that guy, you can do cartwheels in it and be completely fine. Um, so in your, te- in your, in your experience, is stability a big deal for, for people or? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, like some people, uh, it really depends on the style of fishing they like to do as well, but also the size of the individual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some some people are a bigger set person and they need to uh, be in those bigger, more stable kayaks. Um, I've taken out clients that uh, I wouldn't put them in anything other than a PA-14 uh, versus uh, uh, an Outback or a Revo-13. They just, I wouldn't work for those kind of people because those also are uh, rated for for a certain uh, weight you know um and uh yeah definitely yeah so uh one of the things that i I see online uh, it's a very good kayak it's a very popular kayak and i actually think it's much uh, it's actually gotten much better compared to what it was originally but like the bass pro shop ascend um that's a very popular brand that people get it's a very good start i think it's a very good starter platform especially now with the new seats that they have on them um they're very stable kayaks uh but they're just a pain to paddle. But that's that's because you you get you sacrifice that that stability for speed. Um, and um, for me, I'm not like I don't go in the marsh. I don't really go in sightcast in the marsh that often. I do do it on occasion, but um, for, like again, it goes back. Like we were mentioning earlier, it goes back to what are you? What is your application? You know, for me, I'm 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 out in the flats chasing trout. Um, I don't need a sight cast that often. So the ability and need for me to stand is almost non-existent. So I don't need a, a stable kayak. Um, but kind of going out there, when you're looking at a kayak, uh, how wide do you think a stable, what would you consider stable? Um, for, for, for my size of person, uh, for me, like my, my, my height and size. Uh, I guess, I I guess go- let's, uh, let, let's go in general. Um, just think about the outback. Person. I'm gonna say the outback is pretty stable. That's where stable and, and uh, stability and speed are are where they meet. Right there is on that outback. Yeah. Um, is that is that the question you're asking for? Well, I was just uh, so uh, I I was actually trying to get a number. Um, so uh, whenever you look at kayaks, they call obviously they give you the twelve. The, 
Yeah, they give you 12. the width, uh, the, the width, and also the length. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so, like a twelve footer, I, I, there's, I wouldn't put. Man, I've seen so many people in problems with ten footers. Um, <laughs> I've actually been out on Titlam Tatlam, dude, lose everything, and a ten foot pelican, and uh, his gear was worth more. Uh, his life was worth more. Yeah. Then it's you know then the uh, that kayak and then I've been in the one at the causeway where a guy had a hole. Me and Nick were hauling his ass back to, uh, um, hauling him back to the shore. Uh, but you know that 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 ten footer is just for the wind that was there in that area. It was just you know a ten foot pipe kayak was doesn't belong in there. You know for that situation. Um, so I would say twelve foot. I think I think twelve foot is uh, about right and about. Uh, I'm gonna go with like 28 to 30 inches actually, wide. I, I I think it's actually for me. I would say a little bit wider than that. So oh, okay. yeah, the uh, the the PA the PA 12 I believe is 32 inches across. Right. Um, and I believe the the uh, the 14 is 34 inches Correct. across. Yeah. So uh, I think 30 to 32 is where it starts to get stable. Um, oh, yeah. all right. Maybe maybe I just uh, I got my knees my pirate. I got my yeah. pirate legs yeah. under me, and I yeah, can, you, got, you got your I sea legs all, all good. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah, there you go, sea <laughs> legs. That's so, where I look, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think thirty to thirty-two is where you start to get the stability, and of course it goes it goes up from there. You, you get the third. Yeah, there are some kayaks I, I believe, like the new canoe is like thirty-six, um, and those are just completely like a complete floating platform. Uh, like yeah, what what is it the um, there, there's a uh, the there's a kayak and I, I it is the Diablos the Diablos they're like 34 to 36 inches. Um, oh dang! Yeah, and those those are really nice stable platforms and they're those are designed for fly fishing you know and all that stuff. So, uh, but and I'm glad that you're kind of pulling me along. So uh, you bring up uh, a, the the length of the kayak. Um, yeah. So here in in in, in uh, like ocean going inshore. Um, even like oh, big open lakes, um, the length is important because that gives you a bigger platform to to use and also to cut through water whenever you have uh, some swells and whatnot. Uh, and you said 12 foot, and I totally agree. I think um, having a 12 foot kayak is very important because um, it just allows you to, the, not only allows you to help you cover more water, uh, but it, it just gives you a big enough platform to, if you happen to get caught out there, uh, you have a decent platform to be in. Right. So. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, like I said, I've seen too many people out there and 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 big problems with ten footers, kayaks. And I'm not trying to put down all the ten. There might, you know, if I was fishing a back private lake with not big water uh, movement and stuff like that, those smaller kayaks I think would be pretty good for you. But uh, for the fishing that we do here and Mostly we do it in, in these bays in Galveston Bay, East Bay, West Bay. You got to be prepared for the elements because sometimes uh, wind finder and the wind apps are wrong. You know, <laughs> I mean, every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. They're basically wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, actually, um, on occasion, uh, actually, my, like my Revo is out of commission right now because I snapped the rudder lines. Um, so when I went out last weekend, I used my wife's kayak, which is a sport, which is 10 foot. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a calm day by any means, but, uh, I could, I did it because I knew I could do it. Also, I had somebody else with me. So, because I never go alone, which is another thing, uh, you know, gain experience and, and, and learn with, learn with others. It's not only a lot more fun, but it's also much safer. Um, uh, and, uh, I guess that kind of brings us to other gear that you should bring. Um, right. So, and I know that I know you probably had this whole thing prepared for this. What, what other items should you bring with you uh, for safety, whenever you go kayaking? A chicken boiler. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, for safety, um, definitely have a whistle, uh, PFD on. Make sure you have your PFD on, one that fits you securely, safe. If you don't know what safe a safe PFD is, uh, swing by, talk to Nick at Fish and Tackle Unlimited. He'll get you in one. He knows all the safety features, what fits you, and also being comfortable in, in, in one so you're able to fish in it. Um, at night, um, I like to use a 360 light. 
Um, I know there's uh, the way that Texas Park and Wildlife, um, they worded it a certain way on the page, but to be safe and cover all of the grounds, make sure you get your 360 light that's over your head, mm. at least six, uh, six inch, or I would say even a foot over your head um, and make sure it's bright enough for people to see you. Um, I did mention whistle, right? Yeah, you did. So you need something to, to sound, yeah. signal sound. Um, I'm actually starting to take more and more safety things with me. Um, I actually carry a radio now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I carry a radio with me. I know there's home beacons where like people can know where you're at. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know what it is. Uh, oh, take somebody with you all the time. Yeah. Um, I know there's sometimes I go by myself, but same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but if but, I had the opportunity to take somebody yeah. with me, I'd definitely take somebody with me. And it, it's always fun just to share the story and experience with somebody. But, yeah. So, and I think I shared a story uh, a couple episodes ago where I went, I went BTV alone. Um, and it was not a pleasant experience. Uh, I was catching fish, but it was just in the back of my mind. If like something happened, you know, I was a few miles from, from shore. Uh, and of course I, I've already saw sharks out there. So I know sharks are out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, it would have been much better to, um, to had somebody there with me, but also because it, it to share, you know, your experiences with, um, and, uh, it's also, uh, for tournaments too, having somebody there who, who can fish with you is always, it's always better. So you can... uh, Phil, Phil brought up a good question to uh, yeah. a good answer. First aid kit. Thank you, yes. Phil. I do have a first aid kit with mm -hmm. me. Uh, one actually uh, more serious than, uh, than, than most because uh, taking a first aid uh, course I have to take every year mm -hmm. uh, to be got to guide. I, I do have one of those. Uh, thank you, Phil, for that. Also, I also have a, a, um, a safety kit in case I get in trouble out there. Um, you know, it's got that, the waterproof tape or the water tape and a whole bunch of stuff, uh, mm -hmm. pliers yeah. and wires. Go ahead. Yeah, during the winter, um, when it gets colder now, uh, not only do I have all that stuff, but I also carry um, extra clothes in a towel. Um, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, Because yes. If, if I get wet, um, if I get wet, and I know, you know, hypothermia can set up really quick. Um, so change up, being able to change into dry clothes and getting dry, that's very important. So uh, that's definitely something that during the colder months, you should probably pack as well. I use uh, waiter pants during the winter times mm -hmm. with, uh, with uh, uh, pants, uh, warmers underneath. Uh, those waiter pants come in, in real handy, especially the winter times. Um, but yeah, extra set of clothes, towels, keep warm. Make sure you are warm. I know you guys, uh, some of you are on here. Uh, I try to talk them out of not fishing in the cold, but uh, we were actually out there when it was freezing and nobody's like, who the hell's fishing out there? Yeah. I remember being at the boat ramp and guys like, are you serious? I said, man, don't look at me. These customers wanted to go fishing. <laughs> like, I told them no, and they just didn't take no for an answer. Uh, but yeah, we went out there, fishing in the cold, make sure you're warm. It's another good thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, somebody, I, I think Curtis uh, mentioned it in the chat. I definitely want to give out a shout out to uh, David Pham and his fam light, having his uh, three, his super bright 360 light. Those are definitely uh, a, a, a must have item uh, if you need a 360 light. So check him out as well. Um, so I know we covered a lot of information for, for, for kayaking. Um, if you had somebody come up and say, you know, I don't have a lot of money, let's say my budget's around $500, $600, um, and I, I want to get into kayak fishing, what would, what kayak would you recommend for them? I would say a used native, man. Those things are, those things are tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you can get a used Hobie for that price, that'd be awesome too. Mm -hmm. But I mean, most likely you're going to find in that price range, is a used native around that price range. Um, I'm not sponsored by native or anything like that. I just, that, that, that seems to be like that price range for those kayaks. Um, definitely go see what's, uh, see what 
I don't even know if we got kayaks at that price range at Fish and Tackle Unlimited. Um, yeah, we don't. But yeah, at Fish and Tackle Unlimited, you don't have uh, you don't have many in that price range at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, actually, there, there's a couple that I'd recommend. Um, so uh, I, I think somebody, uh, uh, yeah, Vincent Vo in the chat, he he's mentioned a, a used wilderness tarpon. Uh, yes. Yeah, you can definitely find one within the five to six hundred. Yeah, wilderness range. too. Yeah, yep. the wilderness and native are the same thing, right? Or no, no, they're not. They're not. Okay, that's a, a wilderness a, and 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 a, a, a native. Yeah, perception and, and wilderness are, are very similar. Um, yeah, the perception <laughs> pescador. There you go, Curtis. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, and and uh, uh, within five hundred to five to six hundred dollars, a yeah, used wilderness or a perception pescador, a twelve or fourteen is definitely a uh with it well within that budget um and uh that'll give you that actually probably give you some money left over to get some other gear that you, you may need um uh, and of course uh you can find many other uh kayak brands out there um that that fit your budget uh, somebody brought up vibe kayaks um and of course there's there's a bunch of uh, smaller uh, newer outfits that are out there and of course every brand now has their own um has their own uh, pedal system. So if you wanted to get into that, um, I know Hobie has their, their budget pedals. Uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, was it the passport at like $1,300 around there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you, you definitely have options out there. Um, but one of the big pieces of advice that I, I would give to new, um, new people who are looking to get into kayaks is to demo the kayak. If at all right. possible. Yes. Demo. Right. Yeah, so, I know a lot of the kayak places they do demos, and mm -hmm. it's a good a good opportunity for you guys to get out there and test these out. And uh, if you have somebody that that's in those kayaks, and see if you can. Uh, a DSK is actually a good page for that too. I know uh, I did a lot of test runs. Uh, a lot of other people did test runs on those kayaks to try them out before you buy them. Oh yeah, uh, and, and I've actually had a couple people uh, uh, try out whenever I was out fishing. Um, I was at, I was at the dike and I was coming back, um, and, and you know I was, I was I was as I was loading up. This one guy came up and said he was very interested in the the Hobie Revo, um, and uh, he wanted he asked if I if he could try it out. I was like yeah sure, and he hopped in, went out there, did a little a couple of rounds, and came back. And he actually uh, uh, that's when I was working at FTU. He actually showed up the next day, <laughs> and I sold him a Revo. <laughs> nice, nice. Actually, uh, I met uh, that's funny stories. I met a guy on the Mosquito Island. Uh, same situation. Uh, hey, man, can I try that Outback at? I want one because I, you know, I like you know, certain times of year. We don't we don't got, give our guys a lot of love out there. Tech City Dyke. Appreciate you guys. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we fish there a lot. Uh, but yeah, actually sold an Outback that way. He jumped on that Outback. Same thing. He went went out there. I was right there by Mosquito Island. Went out there and it's like, all right, man, I'm getting one, man. And I was like, all right, cool, you know. And sure enough, not short long after that, he went and bought him one and messaged me and told me thank you for letting him yeah. test ride it. Yeah. And, and there's a plethora of, like, kayak Facebook pages or kayak groups out there. Um, I, I know if you listen to our uh, one of our episodes about, like, traveling and fishing with Timothy Rodman, um, uh, that was a great episode. Uh, but he mentioned – he actually – he mentioned that one thing that he sometimes does when he travels um, and he can't take everything with him is to go online and find these groups and just ask. Uh, and I'm sure like it, like you go into DSKA or, or go to TKF and say, I'm really interested in XYZ kayak. Is there anybody who has one to try? I'm sure that somebody would, would respond, Hey, let's go fishing. And afterward we, we can try it out or, or right. something like that. Um, so if, uh, you know, I know right now we, we are in a kind of this weird situation with COVID going on, and I, I don't know how the demos are working um, at the moment, but if there's no demos working, uh, like, you know, if you go to ACK, FTU, or any other kayak dealer and said, I want to try out these kayaks, and they don't have these kayaks for to try out, uh, go online and, and, and uh, ask around and see if you can find one. And, and I'm sure somebody will be willing, you know, this is one of the good things is that I think the kayak community is, is, is a great community. You know, we, we share a lot of stuff. Um, and COVID. No, I'm just kidding. We share our COVID with everybody now. <laughs> uh, no, we do share. <laughs> we share a lot. That's a good point. Yeah. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely test run. That's an investment. That's what these, the, a kayak is a big investment, guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people, uh, they shortchange their investment 
I see that happen more often than usual. They'll get a kayak for like maybe three or four trips and they'll just give up kayak fishing and just say, that's not it for me. When, if you get in the right kayak, you, you tune into this episode and we help guide you to get in the kayak that you need. Uh, so not all, all kayaks are made the same. Uh, they're not for everybody and um, it's not for everybody's application but definitely do some homework on that investment because that's what it would be is a good investment. And I think uh, getting the right kayak uh, would probably change people's perspective. I'm going to throw somebody's name out there. Please forgive me. Uh, but my buddy, Jose, uh, he didn't, he didn't like kayak fishing and I, uh, I'm not going to name the brand of kayak that he was in, but you know, I, I put him in a, a good kayak and man, he just, He's like, dude, I didn't know kayak fishing was like this. And he's like, man, I just in the wrong kayak. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, uh, just, you know, should have uh, let me know sooner. I'd have helped you out sooner, bud. But yeah, you know, being in the wrong kayak will ruin your, uh, ruin your chances of, of, of the experience of um, applying to what you're trying to apply or yeah. apply to what your goal is, Yeah, you know? No, and I totally agree. And, uh, you know, we, I've seen it. I've also experienced it whenever we have clients coming into FTU or anywhere else. And, um, you know, they're, they buy a new kayak every, every few months because they just can't find that right one. And, um, it's, it's, you definitely need to find the right one because it it can make it, like you say, it can make that big difference between you liking kayak fishing and you just completely hating it. Mm. Um, and, and uh, going back to like the ascends where they were just horrendous to paddle, uh, they're stable but they're horrendous to paddle. Um, people, beginners, whenever they they get that as their first kayak, they get into their mind that this is this is what kayak fishing is. It's so you can't paddle anywhere, so I can't right. go that far. And this is this is what kayak fishing is. And and then one day they they're, they're driving down and they they see somebody in like a Tarpon 160 just speeding along down yeah. you know down the road. Uh, and it, it just, it's a big, it's a, it's an investment and, a, and, but it makes, it can make a big difference if you choose the right one. So yeah, definitely I'm, demo. I remember uh, fishing with Justin Simpton and one of his uh, kayaks was in a sink and he was always like, I was talking to him and then I'd pass him up and I'm still talking. He's like, I can't hear you. Can you stop? Can you slow down? And I remember being like, oh damn, he's going, I got to slow down. <laughs> Because um, I was so, trying to get to the spot, and I was always having to, always in that situation where I'm talking to him, and he's like, "I can't hear you." We fished a lot <laughs> together, yeah. and he, I was like, "But he eventually ended up getting a a, a kayak to keep up with mine." <laughs> uh, actually, um, so I thought for me, I did, I did my, I did so a lot of research, and, and before I bought the Startup in 160s as my first kayak, um, I thought those kayaks were going to be like my. I, I would never get another kayak. Like those, those were perfect for what I wanted, for what I wanted. Um, until one day we were out fishing and we had a great day fishing. It was, you know, we had back when the fish uh, limit for trout was 10. Uh, we had our each, my buddy and I, we each had a limit of trout and a couple reds and a couple flounder on our stringers. And of course, whenever you have found a uh, fish on a stringer, it, it makes paddling hor- horrible. Um, but we were going back to the ramp and my it, it was blowing like 20 miles an hour in my face in the tarpon i was i was having a rough time just towing these fish and, and trying to get into the wind and of course the current was also going against me uh, oh. my buddy my buddy was in an outback and he was literally like we're we were probably less than halfway there and he was going circles around me going <laughs> circles and saying you can do it you know, just keep going. I was tired. Was that Jay, was that Jay Lee over there doing <laughs> that with you? No, no, that wasn't him. <laughs> He's like, you can do it. You know, just you know, just keep going. Um, and I was probably whining like like a baby because I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was he eventually left me. He he just left. He just went. He booked it. I- after he got tired of cheerleading you on, he was yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm, he's like, I'm out. He left me, <laughs> and he went to the ramp, loaded up the kayak, went to freaking Subway, came back, and he was. I got when I finally got back to ramp, he was just freaking sitting there eating a sandwich, <laughs> 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 and I just got. 
I remember getting out of the kayak and I just like fell in the water and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, uh, okay, maybe I should start looking into this, this pedal drive thing and, and see what it's all about. And after that, I never, I never looked back. So. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just remember the current being really, really bad around Clear Lake, Kima Channel area uh, and being in that Tarpon 120 and the Tarpon 160 and being like, man, I need to give me one of them pedal drives. Uh, and sure enough, it changed everything when I got into one. Yeah. Oh, and for you, for those of you in the chat who like that story, he, he did he did buy me a sandwich. So I had a sandwich at the brand. So. <laughs> um. Uh, I guess another, uh, before we, we kind of finish off our, our, our kayak topics and uh, I know we're kind of running low on time. Um, yeah, these things are never long enough. I feel like, man, we leave out so much information. Oh yeah. We have to revisit this topic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, when is the best time to buy a kayak? Right now. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Don't right now. Right, right now. And until the winter, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have the best fishing going on right now. It's just the best time of year. Uh, it looks like they're uh, transitioning over like small white shrimp to get into those larger shad and those larger bait areas. They're starting to eat those bigger baits. Uh, we experienced that uh, here recently in the last couple of days um, in some areas, in some areas. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I say right now and into the winter is the best time to buy, um, that is, uh, there's, there's a couple reasons. Um, so, uh, as Aaron in the chat, uh, uh, is pointing out, so roughly around the October, November time period is when the new models of kayaks come out. So, uh, so right now it's uh, 2021, the 2022s are coming out. Um, and they're, they're in stores right now. Um, in order to make room for those 2022s, um right now it's a little bit in a weird time because of how we have uh yeah i was gonna say right maybe yeah. this this situation is uh typically this would be yeah, the best typically, time yeah typically this would be the best time uh but yes. because everywhere everywhere has stock issues right now so uh but generally right around this time they're they're getting rid of their their previous year models to make room for the 22s or the new the newer models so you can find uh, good sales on new kayaks um also uh, roughly around this time is when, um, you know, these larger kayak shops where they have large demo fleets, uh, they, they switch them out for the newer models as well. So, um, you could, uh, they, uh this is when they traditionally, they swap them out. So you could potentially buy a, a, a demo, uh, model kayak at a, at a good price. Um, another reason why this time of year is a great time to buy a kayak, um, is because, uh, people don't like kayaking in the winter. <laughs> So, some people don't some people don't but yeah. but uh you know some people what they do is they you know they they for whatever reason they're like oh i'm not gonna go kayaking in the next three four five months uh maybe if you're up north uh everything's frozen over and kayaking's not a thing um or in this case it just gets really cold and and people don't go kayaking but uh they don't foresee that they'll need these kayaks for the next few months so they'd rather have the money or for whatever reason they decide to sell the kayak and you can find some really good prices for, for, for these used kayaks on the market um, around this time. So, yeah. Cause people are getting on the new ones as well. I think yep. Aaron brought up that good point. Yeah, yeah. People are selling their old ones and they want to upgrade to the new ones, these newer models. So it's a great opportunity to get a yeah. sweet deal on one of them. Yeah. Um, yep. And actually along that vein, uh, right before uh, tax season as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, right after uh, the, the tax uh, tax season is because they get their in, uh, their tax check, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they'll sometimes buy a new kayak and they'll sell their old one. So I've also found that's a good time. But yeah, um, taxes haven't been good to me. So good luck to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess uh, like yeah, we we had just so much to talk about with kayaks, and and I I feel that we haven't even scratch the surface with this no i feel like that was just the introduction yeah right because uh we go into like uh the rod holders uh these storage uh you know things that are helpful the storage yeah. um capacities on these uh kayaks uh mm -hmm. do's and don'ts while you're kayak fishing uh the, with the fish finder too. Models, fish finders uh motors i think motors are going to be the new thing uh for kayaks uh they got these uh, oh man Boo, i think motors 
<laughs> man, I think I think motors are going to be the future for kayak fishermen. I, I believe it, man. Uh, we'll see. I think we're slowly. I was saying this a couple years back, but uh, when Torquedo started pushing their their stuff, and I was like, man, I do a lot of long journeys, man. But imagine just, and even when I took one offshore, man, it made offshore fishing so much easier to go to the. We went to uh, uh, Corpus Christi pins. We went. I went to the first one. And then, like, shot out to the first one, the one mile, and then shot out to, I think it's the three mile or five mile. I'm not too sure what it is, but right by the helicopter pad. And, yeah. uh, dude, I I was, I was still energized while everybody was beat, man. Everybody was, like, tired. And I'm like, dude, well, let's go grab a burger. Like, you know, so we go fishing here in a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, it, I just remember having a lot of energy. But uh, I, I really think the, um, you know, motors are going to be – a permanent stamp on kayak fishing. I, I agree, uh, and I I don't like it, but I I I'm, I am interested in it, and I do see the applications in it. Uh, I I just feel like I feel I, I'm more for the human power. So yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, even I though even though pedaling is not the the purest way for kayaking, I I still feel that it counts because it's human powered, um, and. Uh, but I do see the benefits of the motor. I do. I'm not going to, you know, I know it's coming. Change is coming. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not going to. Uh, Jay Lee and Curtis. Curtis uh, brought up a, a, a comment or he said a comment. It was funny. Uh, but Jay Lee also, he brings up a, a comment. But uh, Curtis was actually on the trolling motor um, out there when I first saw him on that. Yeah. Uh, kayak fishing. He had yeah. a trolling motor. He did. And I, was, uh, he did. I was looking at him like, oh, man, that's pretty cool, man. And uh he said I didn't want to fish with him, but we fished by each other. He's he's joking. And Jay Lee's saying, "Get a boat. <laughs> when you well, get a motor, you might as well get a boat." I, I technically, once you have a motor in your kayak, it is a boat. You have to register uh, as a boat. Yeah, yeah, you do have. <laughs> make sure you do register your motor if you do get one. Yeah. Uh, but um, I I don't have to uh, put gas in my kayak or my motor. Yeah. We run them off of well, I would run it off electric. Uh, still a lot more advantages on being on a kayak and yeah. a boat than versus a boat, in my opinion. Yeah. They got they, they, and they got a, I think that there's certain ones that have spot lock. There's there's all kinds of motors oh, yeah. out there now. They're starting to integrate. They're making they're making motors trolling motors specifically for kayaks out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Other than other than Torquedo, mm -hmm. uh, but yep. uh, there's other ones out there that are doing they're doing a lot of stuff for kayak fishermen out there and. Uh, I think it's just gonna grow, guys. Just give you a heads up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, again, we, we've covered a lot of information, and it's just barely scratching the surface. For those of you who are in the live chat, if there's anything that you wanted to maybe uh, for us to discuss the next time, uh, just put it in the chat, and we'll 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 kind of compile it all together, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it next time. We, this is definitely something we are going to revisit. Um. So. Um, I guess uh, before we sign off, Meryl, any um, any kind of final advice you want to give to potential people who are getting into kayaking? Do your homework before you uh, get that first kayak and, and do away with kayak fishing. I I hate running into those kind of people like, yeah, it's just not my thing. And I always got to have a rebuttal like, well, what do you mean it isn't your thing? You fish, you know, and it's like, yeah, man, I was in a pelican or a send or something and it's just like man you gotta try a different kayak you know and uh, so definitely do your homework um do your homework it, it's an investment in something you love doing and what we all love doing so don't be afraid uh to ask questions we're we're, we're coming uh into a community where we welcome questions and we try to give as much as a knowledge uh our experience which made which we made a lot of mistakes and we're trying to help you guys not make the same mistakes that uh others have and we have yeah. no and that, that's definitely uh a, a a good point um and of course if you are too embarrassed to actually ask publicly ask your question send us a message uh, yeah, yeah, good point. Send us a message and we'll be happy to answer it. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash one last cast podcast. Uh, go there. We have a lot of information on there. Uh, also, it's the same thing on our Instagram. If you want to see some cool fish pictures, we're posting more on that as well. Um, and um, yeah, so I think this has been a great episode. We, we're definitely going to revisit this. Um, and, we missed uh, a lot of great 
comments and questions. I'll probably go through them here in a little while, but those I was laughing through the, these comments, some of these comments, and uh, a lot of these bring back memories too. So we'll go back to the comments, guys, and uh, get back with you. But yeah. So again, uh, thanks for listening to the One Last Cast podcast. If you want to talk to us uh, or leave a review, definitely leave a review. Um, yes, we have a leave a review. We have a contest going on right now. If you leave a review, you'll be entered um, into our contest for a, a, a rod uh, around. It's like a hundred and forty dollar uh, value rod that um, that I have uh, graciously donated by Chad Stir. Um, and uh, yes, leave a review on any of your platforms. Uh, go look us up at facebook.com forward slash one last cast podcast. Um, and uh, we'll be talking to you guys next time. Take care, guys.